0: Welcome to BitStorm A comedy game design <laughs> podcast with my like, two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design Ben tried to make me laugh during the intro, but I don't care I'm going to keep it in <laughs> well, It's because
1: you said welcome You really pronounced welcome. that yeah. Welcome
0: um, You may have heard Ben Ben is my co-host Hello. Say hello to the lovely people. <laughs> I've,
1: I've messed up your, your rhythm now, but yes, I'm Ben, I'm here.
0: Um, Introduce you yourself. Podcast. Did you already do that? Uh, Did I'm you Travis say Scott. your name? Yeah. I'm the main. I'm the main host this week. <laughs> <laughs> I should start again, but I can't be fucked. No. Okay.
1: Well, you are the, you are kind of the main host, because I believe you are bringing a pitch to the table again this week. Yes. Two weeks running. Two weeks running. This is going to be a new trend. I better, I better come up with something good for next week.
0: Mm. Um, let's hope that we don't take half an hour on this one, like we did last week. Yeah, whatever. If it's good, yeah.
1: Okay, so, so tell, tell us what you've been. Tell us what you've been thinking about, and what you and I had a brief Facebook yeah, so conversation about.
0: Just a little bit of background about how I came with up with this idea. Um, I've been playing an old game from like 1987 called The Fool's Errand, and it's basically a a puzzle game that's um, very nonlinear. Um, it's like, meta puzzles all the way through and all this sort of stuff. It, it just really piqued my interest. Hmm. because Is that
1: something you played when you were a kid, or...?
0: Yeah, so I remember okay. playing it when I was um, just a wee lad um, <laughs> on our 386, because we had colour. Because <laughs> it wasn't on our X- the XT, which only had four colours, but um, mm-hmm. I still remember playing with Dad and trying to work work through all these different bits and pieces. We only got about halfway through the game. Mm. Um, because like we never finished. There's like this big map that you got to sort of put together after you after you solve all the puzzles, mm. and we never got through that. Um, so anyway, I played it the other day, finished it, and thought, you know what, I'd love to make a puzzle game. So I, yeah,
1: you quite like puzzle games. Like you- I think you play a bit more of those sorts of games than I do. I often just get a bit sick of them or a bit bored early on.
0: Um, but you, did you play all the way through The Witness? All the way through to going into the into the mountain. Um, okay. I didn't finish any. We're past that, but I finished all the up upstairs yeah, parts.
1: You definitely got further than I did, and you played. Um, what was that other one
0: you really liked? um Antichamber? Oh, love that antichamber. I've played yeah, that so many hours. I think I got like twenty-five hours or something in that game. Mm. I finished that about six or seven times, just because there's different paths all the way through that, which yeah. I absolutely love. um So yeah,
1: I think a puzzle game would particularly for you is something you'd be have some have some knowledge there of how to structure that and and the types so we of got puzzles. To talking,
0: I, I just sent you a message saying. I've been playing The Falls Errand. I'd love, I'd love to, you know, get into doing a puzzle game, all with the intention of, of sort of going. I'm going to start this puzzle game up, and it's going to be done with an iPhone or something like that. And you, you basically said straight away, yeah. So VR, that's <laughs> <laughs> just what we do.
1: Well, no, because I think there was something particular. Because did you bring up that? Because um, the first puzzle type you brought up was the like ring, uh, the hoop and wire. Um, yeah, I think
0: I think that was after you you already sort of pointed I, me in the VR direction. Pushed you at so VR straight maybe. away. Okay um thought about you know having a having a wire and having having you having to put the hoop over and not touch the wire and if you touch the wire then you got yeah, to start again sort yeah, of thing yeah so it's
1: one of those classic like kids um like electronics you know uh building building things simple electronics where it's like uh it, it buzzes or it shocks you or something i know people have built those um if if the the ring touches the wire and you have to like move it along um a windy wire but then what i was thinking was something the things you could do you know, having that sort of game in a VR space is having kind of multiple past paths through the wires and, you know, some of them maybe, you know, like a switch, like a, like a, tr- kind of like a train switch, right? Like moving the wire yeah. from one to the other on a timed basis or maybe you trigger it in some way with your other hand or something. But, you know, obviously still having to, you know, you'd have to move the ring with that wire while you're on it or something, Um to to get it through to the right spot, and so you could have a bunch of sort of tangled wires almost, uh, and the mm. puzzle is is basically getting through it without touching the edge, still.
0: Yeah, and or then, or at
1: least maybe you got three strikes or something.
0: As we were talking, we started coming up with the idea of okay, how how do we actually make this sort of restricted? So I came up with this idea. I just sent you sent you a picture. Of this sort of thing, mm. and it was paint me, a, word. me a paint me a mind picture, Trevor. Paint you a mind picture. So you start, off in, oh, you start off the game and there's just this bright white light all around you. And you sort of get introduced to the fact that you play an AI that can take control of like, robots in certain like, laboratory settings throughout, throughout this um, establishment when're uh, when you 're when you're not possessing one of the robots you 're in the void um, in which you can sort of only access um, like a menu system to to choose which which robot you 're going to go off to um, basically then it means that you can have a lot of stuff in room scale and that sort of stuff with with the v r not having to have any real movement other than teleporting into a robot and then you can just limit um, the movement in in the room to how far the robot can actually go, sort of thing.
1: Yeah. And I've seen games like this. Like, I think there's that free one
0: called Form. Did you play that one? The yeah. That kind of thing comes to the rift. It is not free. <laughs> I Oh, that it's, one.
1: it's free because I used your version of it, is it?
0: Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I, love, I thought that one was free. But, but I um, love the fact that Steam allows you to um, <laughs> to share your don't library. Tell them we're
1: not, don't tell anyone we're not in the same family, Trevor. <laughs> You're it's family one brother.
0: sharing. Yeah, that's
1: true. Pot it's actually friends uh, and
0: family sharing, so I'm pretty sure we are fine. Um.
1: If, if anyone at Valve is listening to this,
0: we're family. We're family. We're, and we're family.
1: And also, make some of these awesome games we're coming up with. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, form form had that sort of thing where it was, you know, sort of somewhat room scale. You're standing up, but yeah, you, you're kind of just moving moving between these different puzzle stations, um, yeah. and, and that was fairly linear, but um,
0: just linear. But a um, well. was it was a good experience? Yeah. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. Um, so we started talking about a few different ideas for for puzzles that you could bring in um you know sort of <laughs> the idea of having a vr word search sort of sort of idea intrigued me whether it was you know sort of a hidden object game or you literally had letters floating in the air and you had to sort of get perspective on it to to then select select the letters um,
1: oh i hadn't actually thought of that aspect that's kind of cool yeah i like the idea of yeah of having to move your head around so you get different letters next to other ones yeah from, so you, from you have from to a get down
0: low and and you line it up, and you can sort of okay. Now we can select that word. I um,
1: wonder how. Yeah, that'd be an interesting design challenge to just trying to think of the the kind of three D space that would be required to really do that effectively, and where you where you'd have the letters. But yeah, that's cool. And uh, I suppose
0: I? I suppose that's the that's the problem with um, using Facebook Messenger to actually you know discuss <laughs> these sort of things. You can not see what I was. Aren't you lucky that we have a <laughs> podcast where we, talk, we talk about, about exactly this thing?
1: <laughs> um, like, see. So y-
0: you can sort of tell this is exactly what we do when we're not podcasting, so we might as well just keep on Oh, recording. we do this all the time. <laughs> this is why we started this whole podcast.
1: Uh, so, look, um, you mentioned a menu system getting between the robots, yes. uh, and we can talk a bit about how that's structured. I was actually picturing when we were talking about it that it's more that you, from any particular robot, you have other robots that are within line of sight uh, that you can kind of jump to. Yeah. Uh, and and that's a way for you to kind of get the lay of the land of that the whole facility that you're in. And as you unlock one puzzle, you know, it opens a door or something or, or, or moves something so that you can then see the next robot in that particular sequence. Yeah. Uh, because do you want to talk a little bit about how you were thinking
0: the well, sort of um, puzzles tree would be structured? Again, because I was looking at the fool's errand and I I think that is such a perfect way of, of actually seeing it because we haven't talked about the other part that, that I want to bring into it. Um, but in the fool's errand, you can see straight away, you've got five, um, menu items at the top and you can see every single, um, possible, uh, puzzle that, uh, that is actually within those menu structures. I think there's like, uh, 60 something puzzles in, in the mm-hmm. fool's errand. I was going for something like 40, but they're, they're just spread, spread between like eight different puzzle types or 10 different puzzle types that, um, the guy had made. Yeah. But- um you only have like seven of them unlocked at the very start mm. and um there's a little story that sort of runs along and as you as you go through one puzzle another puzzle will, will unlock and you get moved straight to that one and you keep going down that thread until that thread sort of finishes and then you can select from the um from the list another another puzzle and, and you can go down had, that thread
1: and that thread had kind of was also a story thread like a that had story told thread. a
0: specific like, kind of
1: sequence of events
0: yeah so yeah. in in the fool's errand basically there's a story that goes all the way through the map uh, so each each um, item is a is a uh, section of the map mm-hmm. that you can go through 60 sections of the map. What actually happens in, in um, some parts is you finish a puzzle and it will then reference um, the answer to that puzzle in this bit of the story but that bit of the story could be in a totally different part of the map. so it, mm. it's not sequential in that way so reading the story is actually best to do it as you're finishing each puzzle. You, you read the next part of the story, so that got me the idea of using a diary system as well. Having basically, as you as you finish a um, puzzle, you get a diary entry to read, and yeah. you can have different. Um, I think we discussed like five or three different story threads that you can sort of go down.
1: Yeah, well, I was trying to limit your scope because you were yeah. you you're talking about this um, in that you actually want to
0: attempt to make it. Yes, um, I was. Talking that way, yes. Yeah,
1: which is great. Obviously, I highly encourage that and would love to help you at the time. Uh, I may even fo- like carve out some time to-, to mess around with some stuff with you. But yes, I was, I was trying to limit your scope um, because I n- well know how uh, over-scope- a <laughs> overscoping a project can just make it seem really daunting and, and not get anything done. But yeah, I, I, think-, I think we talked about th- yeah, three-, three to five story threads. Um, so basically at the beginning of the game- those would be the the puzzles that are open to you, and they'd be relatively simple and kind of tutorial esque, and they could also, you know, you could have potentially branch them later down the line as well. Um, you know, maybe maybe one story thread. There are a couple of characters involved, and you know, for three puzzles in this direction, you follow this character, and then three puzzles in the other direction, you see the same, like you get the same um, events from the
0: perspective of the other character, or something like that. Yeah, and that that's that's all to do with uh, story writing. So that's yeah something that doesn't need to be done right at the start. Just knowing that we have no you know, of sort of. Three different stories that we want to go down, and there, um, you find out more stuff throughout the puzzles. Yeah. Um, again, something coming from the Fool's Errand is if you get stuck on a puzzle, you can go somewhere else. Um, yeah, I
1: think it's important to to have that. And so,
0: so after a while, you're not going to know what story thread you're actually on. You'll just finish a puzzle, and you'll get a um, you'll get like a diary entry, and you'll go, "Oh, that's to do with this story that that I mm. had um have already sort of heard a little bit about."
1: Now, with the oh, okay, so you're thinking they're not literally paths. Like, you don't go from one to the next to the next of a particular story thread and then abandon that for a while if you want to,
0: yeah. Like, well, try a I, I different think, puzzle or- I think what will actually happen is when you start, you have uh, three or five puzzles open um, and each one will be assigned to a story thread. So, if you finish, um, say, puzzle A, you go down to puzzle B in that story thread and C mm. and then D. But if you- if you get stuck on that one and you go over to a different different puzzle, then you're then you're looking at that story thread. And- yeah, but
1: is that is that kind of played out in the physical space as well? In that, like, if if we're taking my idea of of you jump from robot to robot based on line of sight, um, if you if you've done one A, one B, one C, and they're all of story thread one, then you probably have to jump back to one A to get over to two A or three A. And then- if, you,
0: if you do it that way, yes. That's why I like the menu system of, of being able to just choose, okay, let's try this puzzle over here.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess my issue with that is you, if you're making a VR game and they just put everything in menus, that seems really like a waste.
0: <laughs> I know, but I like <laughs> menus. <laughs> maybe do more dogs. of a,
1: maybe more of a like, a map view or something. So, you can, you can quickly jump to any that are unlocked by, like, bringing up a map. Or maybe when I guess you're having the whole thing of when you're in the void. Um, yep, but, but pretty
0: much, yeah. Maybe in the void, um, as you start finishing puzzles, like a little model of the of the laboratory starts like taking yeah. shape. Yeah,
1: well, that's the and, yeah. And so let's talk a little bit more about that because I like the idea of the void. Um, and my thought about you know being an AI is that the void is sort of you in in just your receptive state to the, the machines and things around you that that you can control. Um, and mm-hmm. that you're aware of. And as an AI, you're sort of learning and you're growing. Uh, and so, yeah, as you unlock these puzzles, that's kind of you learning and growing and, and becoming more intelligent and thus able to kind of um, interpret more of the the things around you and what you're seeing. And so, yeah, the void would kind of fill out a bit. And part of that could be a map, a 3D map would be cool to be able to look around and, and you know, point at and go to particular puzzles in there. But maybe as you look around the room, yeah, you get more... Um, visuals of sort of the, back- the backstory and that sort of thing,
0: which we can talk about as well. Yes. So, we were talking about, oh, what sort of twist could we come up with and that sort of stuff. Now, if we're actually going to make this, it may not end up being this. <laughs> no, <laughs> because otherwise, I mean- everyone can come and find out the twist right here. Uh, but well, whatever. The-, the first one that you actually um, you actually said, because I sort of said, oh, let's not go for something tropey. And then, and then
1: I came up with something totally tropey, but then yeah, just but- like- Totally, still cool to it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, um, in that, um, the AI is actually has some sort of human element. Yeah from from one of the um one of the story threads, I think, I think we decided was one of the scientists um had a child who was dying, so somehow injected or connected their brain to to the system. Yeah, basically, right basically,
1: my idea was that yeah, there's this there's a scientist and they're studying AI and it's and it is tropey. It's one of those typical things of like. They they can't crack the problem, and what do they need? And and part of it is that like if they have human, had human <laughs> you know a live human brain or something, or aspects of fresh brain tissue or something, um, but maybe particularly from a child because it's like the neuroplasticity or whatever uh, that that they could solve it. And then they've also got this kid who's dying, and they decide to just go for it. And you know they they they're, they're rationalising it as letting their child live on. But their partner doesn't see it that way, and so part of the backstory you get is the whole argument around, around that, and that it basically, you know, maybe it gets out and it- and and ends up shutting the whole, the whole thing down. Um, mm. But not until it had sparked the seed that would grow into this <laughs> AI, basically, and-, and then this is you know six months later or something, and you're in this abandoned laboratory where they've been trying to use all these robots to train ai from a childlike intelligence up to an adult intelligence and that's where yeah, you and
0: then about. and then we started talking about the the void itself um actually becoming like gradually bits and pieces get added to it and it starts taking shape as a room and then that mm. room starts taking shape as like a hospital sort of room and then you can actually sort of bring it in through some visual elements that there's there's you know, a memory that that's saying to occur. And- oh,
1: I just had a really interesting idea because I was thinking like, yeah, hospital room obviously makes sense if the kid was sick at the end. But I was also thinking just like their bedroom or or other places. What could be really cool is if you did an effect where, based on where your head was positioned when you're in the void, the room would mm-hmm. change. So it's almost like an optical illusion kind of thing where. It could even be from the particular angle your head's at, and as you move it, and so it's almost like a lenticular thing. But I'm I, I'm sure you could manage to do that in 3D with with shaders and stuff. Where, yeah, if you if you kind of move your head slightly to the left and and but still keep focused on the same point, then the room sort of slow like shifts with your movement to become the your kid's bed the kid's bedroom. You move it back; it's a hospital room. You move a bit further, and it's like the lab or something. You know, like you could have yep. a, a really interesting effect on that. It has to, sort It'd of have to show- be a slow
0: shift, though. It couldn't be like a lenticular, where you you like, and now it's um, no lab, no hospital room, kids' bedroom, lab, hospital. <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah, that yeah. and just give you the headaches. Angles, you'd
1: have to tweak. You'd have to tweak the angles.
0: Um, yeah, but I really like that too. Like, um, may- maybe you get into a certain position, and then you see that it's actually a hospital room, but the majority of the time, you just think of it as a kids' bedroom or a bedroom is starting to to form sort of thing.
1: Yeah, or it could just be in certain situations this happens like even it could even be story elements like maybe these diary entries even play out in the void or something like as opposed to just being just reading them mm. there's some so sort of fully animated voice acted.
0: there we go we're adding extra things that we need to- <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> this is the podcast where we're allowed to blue sky it a bit more <laughs> if you actually make it they can be just literal written diary entries but yeah i'm thinking like not just fully voice acted but like animated in front of you that you're seeing these sort of ghostly um things play out in- and and all the while being able to kind of move your head and having things slightly shift, your perspective slightly shift and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, it could be cool.
0: So I don't know I, I just really, really thought that that idea was actually quite cool. Um, I think we can leave it a- around there. I mean, we well, did, yeah, we did like, talk a little bit about the different talk puzzle briefly types. About so it,
1: yeah, talk briefly about the different puzzle types you were thinking of.
0: Um, for that, I'm actually going to bring up.
1: <laughs> what well, it? I'll because talk I- about the one I remember because I, I liked the idea, and again. You know, I always like the physicality of VR and and mm-hmm. you know how cool certain things can feel when you do them. Um, and so I was thinking about like different vision modes, and that I really wanted to just be able to kind of like tap tap the side of your head, or or, or yeah. it may it may end up being that you like move your controller up to the side of your head and pull the trigger or something, but like uh, or, or or hit one of the buttons. But yeah, um, flicking between the vision modes. And so one of the things could be that yeah, like the particular robots can see in infrared or see. Heat vision, or see like the maybe like the wires through the walls, or something like the electricity goes yeah, through like the walls. Yeah, an X-ray vision or
0: something like that.
1: Yeah, like an X-ray vision with or, or like or, or even a, just like um, the detective mode from yeah, Batman, sort of thing. I was thing.
0: about to say that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, and so the, the puzzles are around kind of like linking up different systems to have different effects. A bit like um, what was a, a gun gunpoint. Do you remember that one? Yeah, where you could go into your mode where you, like, connect a switch up to a light, and if someone hits it, then it turns that off, and then you can hook it up to a door or whatever. Like, you could do that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. So, the eight puzzle types were wire and loop, which we've already talked about, Mm -hmm. Um, the heat and night vision variations, Uh, letter cubes, so basically doing letter puzzles, but with, with, um, like- baby letter blocks i I really like that idea of being able to switch between the the six different different letters and knowing that this letter cube is is definitely in the first position but you got six different ways that you can sort of put it in oh i see real interactivity um word searches which we talked about whether that be the hidden object version or the move around the the room to get the the, um yep to get the word little letters to line up yep yep um slide puzzles and Jigsaw, mm. I, I really like that i that idea of the physicality of picking something up. Yeah, again,
1: up and- <laughs> like having to actually, like, 3D physics objects of the puzzle pieces and yeah. just sort through them and stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, some sort of maze. Um, I like that mm. idea. One of the maze ideas I did come up with was, like, had a variation on, like, having just a blank map sort of in front of you, but if you turned off the light... Um, well, you had a headlamp on, so if you turn off the headlamp and use the black light, you could actually see on the wall there was like, um, it showed like the walls and the and any traps in the maze. So you could actually mm. yeah, to switch between the two to to actually solve, and that was kind of cool. Yeah, I like that um, idea
1: actually. I like the idea that you actually have to like maybe yeah, switching on the light
0: to see
1: the where map the controls itself. are for the map. <laughs> yeah, and then turning about turning off the light and having to like navigate it based on what you've just seen, kind of thing. Yep. Without actually, being, yeah, that's cool.
0: Um logic puzzles um, i like i like logic puzzles so
1: as in like having to do with and and or situations and, yeah, and that or, sort of thing
0: um or just you know turning switches at the right time or doing doing right. something with um maybe physically picking up logic gates and sort of yeah yeah, yeah like you could do a something. Flow,
1: like a flow of electricity through that you know that that sort of thing where it's like different pieces
0: you can put in different slots to yeah. to solve it yeah um and then the final one was a cipher so, um, mm-hmm. one of the biggest things in, um, in The Fool's Errand was, was a simple substitution cipher, of which it gave you a, um, a code word that yep. you had to, sort of, had to sort of work out, and then you could, um, you could play with it from there. But how that would work in VR, I didn't quite think of.
1: I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be VR-specific, that one. It could just be, you know, solving it, but yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, um, that's cool. Well, I, I really hope that you start working on that. And we can, we'll, I'm sure we'll discuss it further. And, and you know, my, my advice was like, just get one puzzle working. Like, I think the, I think the wire and and hoop puzzle would be pretty simple to, mm-hmm. to just like get that working and get some triggers happening so that it you know does something if you hit the edges or whatever and tells you.
0: Um, so what what I was thinking about that because of, um, well. Let's go for a story of Fallout 4 VR. Okay. Um, if you've ever played Fallout 4, there's like in in the game there was this lockbox box that came up at the end of like the tutorial area, in which you couldn't pick up like this this really really powerful gun. Well, in the VR version, you could literally just because you could actually you know put your hand inside inside the case. <laughs> yeah. You could actually put your hand inside the case and pick it up. So I, I think the idea of being able to sort of take take the hoop out of out of there, and it's like, oh look, it, it, I'm all the way out, and then put it in the other side. Yeah, that that'll kind of um, defeat the whole idea of the puzzle.
1: Yeah, but I think you could you could probably have some pretty effective, um, like just just set up some triggers and stuff so that literally that object isn't allowed out of a certain space.
0: Well, my idea was that you um, you put it down into this one one area at the very start, and it charges it up, mm-hmm. and so you got some electricity sort of humming. If it touches the edge. Um, it loses some of that power. If it gets removed completely, it loses all the power and discharges discharges completely. Right. Yep. So the whole idea being is you got to stay away from the from the thing, get to the other side, and then you you can power up this um this. Yeah, system. Well, that could
1: bring in some interesting aspects to the puzzle as well because you could have obstacles that you sort of have to avoid. Even like things moving along um along the wire that's gonna that's gonna discharge your power um mm. if if you touch them. So it's not only you can't touch the edges of the wire; it's like you have to time it right. So that you know you you wait for it to pass, and then you go along that section of the wire or something, yep,
0: um, yeah, so yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't think that would be too hard to do. I mean, it's a very simple um sort of blender object that I could put together that- oh, yeah,
1: and just put it, look, this is the thing, put it together, basically, um, gray box it as they say, like just you know, put together that one puzzle, put put three of them in a in a space, then start working on you know being able to jump into the different
0: positions, um. Don't even worry about story stuff to begin with. Just try to get nah. it working. No, it's, it's literally just see whether it's actually fun. Hmm. If it's not fun, then make it fun.
1: <laughs>
0: or or abandon it and do, something, do one of the other 400 games we've come up with.
1: All right. Yeah. Speaking of which, shall we move on from that and go to our usual? So, for those who just joined us and who sat through that last 25-odd minutes... <laughs> <laughs> After editing, we shall see. Uh, of uh, of one single game, usually we're a bit quicker than that because we are playing click pitch, and this is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us. And on the count of three, two, one, click, we'll click refresh. We'll get a new word, and we will smoosh those words together, make a paste, make a lovely game paste, spread it on some bread, and gobble it up. There's your no, there's the listeners. The listeners gobble it up. Uh, go, go, gobble up our game paste. Uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one click. One click.
0: <laughs> Reminder.
1: Proving. Have you played uh Horizon Zero Dawn? Uh yes I have. So in that there was a this is my mind went straight to the proving, as in like a some sort of test, some sort of uh uh test of, of, of might or test of ability. In, Sounds in much some, better than my idea. <laughs> in, in some grand, you know. Uh, some culture that, that does this for some reason. Now, I'm not sure why, where Reminder will come in. Maybe you've, maybe you've slept in on your proving, <laughs> the date of your proving.
0: So, I'll, I'll just quickly say my idea, because yeah, my idea is not going to go anywhere. So, back when I was a Pizza Hut manager, um, mm-hmm. one of the things that you had to do when you were okay, making the this dough yeast? is, <laughs> it's basically you proof it. But in America, it's quite often known as proving mm-hmm. um, rather than proofing. Uh, so, I just thought, well, you set a reminder to say, well, in half an hour, I need to check it to make sure it hasn't risen too much.
1: <laughs> so, it's literally about That's just the game. watching
0: yeast watching rise. Like, yeast rise. Yeah. But you can't watch it because it's within, within like, a um, right. like a, a cabinet. So, you can only open the cabinet every now and again. Otherwise, you- you.
1: So, it's all about know. not opening the cabinet too soon to fuck up your it's pizza a- dough. Yeah. Let's not do that one. Let's do mine. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it could s- hey, look, maybe the proving- Maybe this is a world where the like top, the most prestigious job of all time is pizza delivery person. (laughs) (laughs) Just to bring your idea into it somewhat. Uh, Idea. (laughs) No, but I like I like this. I like bringing in the pizza thing. Uh, And so, all you know, all kids, all teenagers, when when they reach eighteen, they get their driver's license if if they think they're up for it. They go to the proving and it 's a test of pizza delivery skills because this world runs on pizza, and the faster you can get it to someone, the the more highly you are respected. Uh, the pay is still shit, so
0: it 's just crazy taxi <laughs> but delivering pizzas
1: <laughs> uh, th- well, except I think also <laughs> this is a world where they they created pizza technology before vehicular technology
0: <laughs> okay,
1: so you 're running with pizzas. Maybe you've, got, maybe you've got a wagon.
0: <laughs> Are you sure the pizzas aren't being delivered from space?
1: No, that's a different thing. Uh, so, I think it's maybe a bit of, like, parkour type stuff, but you've got a pizza in your hand. Like, you're balancing the pizza or pizzas. Um, parkour
0: um, and pizza. That's- Yeah, that, it's that's like- a, a, That's a sight to like uh, Assassin's
1: Cheese. <laughs> I don't know. God. And- Anchovies Creed? Mm, no. Alright. No. Um Yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's I think there's something there. <laughs> that might be it. That might be all that was there when we've
0: said it now. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. So double up that game paste and three to one click. That is definitely only sign of forever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, Charge. Nice.
0: Preserving.
1: It's I, okay. I mean it's it's um is it's a version of something like Desert Bus for Hope or... Well, that's not the game. Desert Bus. Um, or did you play that game, Jalopy?
0: Oh, I remember you telling me about it, but I don't remember playing it.
1: I haven't played very much of it. But the idea is it's sort of a cross-country... It's just sort of a chill driving game and you
0: you work on your car and stuff.
1: Um, it's that, but you're in an electric car. And so, you really have to... It's all about preserving your charge of your car. So, you actually get to your destination. Um, okay. So, it's kind of a road trip movie. Like a road trip game, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a way, and so you could have some some narrative elements. But I do kind of like the idea of just a chill, open-ish world game where you've, you've got a goal, um, but you can just drive. You're just driving across these grand landscapes in your electric and, vehicle. And basically,
0: uh, what I'm seeing is that you, you're trying to not um, put too much attention on yourself. Okay, you know maybe I mean. you're trying to, like, smuggle something. Um, well, I'm thinking if the cops pull you over and see all the preserved heads in, in your in your trunk, you are kind of <laughs> fucked. Um, so I think the idea of being able to take it nice and easy again, not telling the player that that's what you that's what you got in the trunk. You no, just, you keep no. it all all nice and easy. I and- think
1: like you start them off, and it, yeah, they're like you literally start them off on the open road, and they're discovering things about your journey as they go. Uh, but the um, trunk the trunk is locked, and. They can't find the key, and so it's not until later on when you get to open it um, that you find
0: the, the seven heads. Okay, so so is it more that you you come to in, you come in like, to, a, okay. like, like you come to in, in like a, at a, like a gas station and mm-hmm. um you've got you've got the keys to the car um you you turn on the car and basically it's um all you've got is is like a note saying you must get across um get to this you must this get sort to this
1: location with the car intact.
0: Mm. And that's that's mm. all, you, all you sort of um, get, and then as you go, you start realizing that things aren't aren't quite- things
1: aren't what they seem, and you're not who you seem to be. Yes. Yeah, I like the idea that you've got a like you've got your license though, maybe. Yeah, but until you find a mirror, <laughs> you don't <laughs> notice that your photo is not the same is not is not on the license. That's someone else's. Um, yeah, sure, why not? Um, no, I, I like that idea a lot. Of yeah, of sort of a a chill mystery. It's like you can just. Because I don't think it's that you have to be there by a certain time. I no. think it's just that you have to get there, and so you can just drive. You can just chill. You can meet people. You can talk to people along the way. Um, you can you look can at the scenery. Side missions. You can take yeah. You can take side missions. You can pick up hitchhikers.
0: Um, um, oh, the hitchhikers could be could be like you know um, that's where some of the dialogue trees and the conversations yeah 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 happens. exactly. And
1: I think that's where you learn a bit more about yourself by talking to them,
0: um, um, and when they start commenting on what's that smell. Uh, you go what smell <laughs> i f- I farted <laughs> It smells like rotting carcass <laughs>
1: well, I've been eating a lot of red meat
0: yeah i kind of I kind of like the idea and and to not have you know necessarily you're going on a murderous spree across across America or wherever you're driving
1: well, maybe um- you twist it on them again like eventually they find the seventh heads, but then it turns out you're just like a professor who like studies um
0: you know cadavers or something yeah, it's, so it's just it's, a fake and
1: it. it's legitimate yeah
0: you, you um you literally you know you've just transferred to this other this other university and you're literally taking you know you preserve specimens and yeah and you know, the reason you, you just- passed
1: <laughs> and the reason you've got memory loss is from all the formaldehyde fumes
0: <laughs> that's great <laughs> <laughs> So it's just improperly stored um, Improb- severed heads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: improperly stored severed heads. That's what they're going to put on your death certificate.
0: Um, yeah, I I like the idea that you're driving around in sort of a procedurally generated countryside. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, you get different, still- different sorts of things happening on on the side roads. Maybe you can you can take like back roads and that sort of stuff. That that could be kind yeah. of well, it do- cool. It doesn't as well.
1: even necessarily need to be procedurally generated. I think they've got the tech now to. You know, effectively create large swaths of of land. That's you know, they would be procedurally generated to some degree within that, like the scenery and stuff. But, but afterwards,
0: there's sort but of the roads, you, Like
1: the roads are all handcrafted, and and yep. the the where the buildings are and the missions are and stuff. I think I think that could be.
0: Yeah, you know, oh, it's, it's your basic open world. I've got this. I've got this picture of you driving down sort of like the interstate, mm. and massive storms sort of happening, mm. and and yeah, you can only be. see sort of like ten ten, you know, fifteen feet in front of you and you just see like a someone just step out right in front of you and you know, you're slamming on the brakes sort of thing. Yeah. And it's that sort of, oh my God, did I kill the guy? Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's
1: a ton of little interesting moments you could have. Um yeah, I mean that could be a decision that you, <laughs> that you have to make. Uh what to do with them. Mm.
0: That'd be um, interesting. Take off their head and put boot. <laughs> if you know at the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm picturing if you're going through like the Midwest sort of states.
1: Yeah, of course, it's that classic sort of a American Route 66 road trip kind of thing.
0: Yeah, uh, uh. I'm just trying to think what sort of state would have tornadoes because I like the idea that you got to sort of take a big detour because of a tornado.
1: Right, you just see it in the
0: distance, and it's literally there. ripping up houses and shit. Yeah,
1: yeah. Look, there's a there's a there's an element of ah um, uh, shit. What's that? What's that cool, real moody game? Ah, oh, fuck. Kentucky Route Zero. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, a bit of that in there, where it's sort of this, maybe not quite as surreal as that one, but uh, the, that same road trip vibe with your companions and stuff. and uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's all awesome. like. All right, let's click again. Three, two, one, click. Replacing. Sister. Oh, okay. Hmm. I mean, this, this lends itself to a narrative, obviously, quite well, but I'm wondering whether there's something a bit more traditionally gamey we could do about it since we- we do do a lot of just uh, uh, world building sort of stuff. Yep.
0: I mean, um, what, I, what I'm sort of picturing is you play this young girl mm-hmm. um, and you're playing with your brother in the backyard and there's some sort of accident. Okay. And when your brother um, comes back from the hospital, he's not quite the same. Okay. And I, I'm I'm picturing it as sort of like maybe a, a creepy sort of- um, Narrative game, sort of maybe a um maybe an adventure game just from just from the point of view of of being the sister of
1: Yeah, and of, it's basically like it's a changeling or some sort of situation where or he's, robot or or some yeah. sort of um Well yeah, basically, that's I mean that's definitely again, where my it's sort of mind-
0: world building, but <laughs> Yeah, well that's <laughs> kinda
1: why like my mind went there first and, and yeah, we could definitely come up with an interesting narrative about that if it kinda writes itself. Which is why I was more thinking Let's move more towards a gamey sort of like how could you make a let's say a couch co-op game about replacing a sister or or using that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um <laughs> like some sort of siblings or maybe it's just that they're replacing something else. Maybe it's like a game where you're a bunch of siblings, sisters. Who you've all got your bedrooms and you're like stealing stuff from each other's bedrooms, like replacing things. Or, I don't know, like I try to. I, I want to make something fun, fast paced. That's all about the mechanics, <laughs> since it's so easy to just write a narrative around
0: a <laughs> sister, who, you know,
1: someone who's been replaced by a robot.
0: Okay, um, so it's a top. It's a top down. It's a top down um, sort of picture on yep. of this house. Yeah, um, you got four bedrooms. You got a, and like a bathroom. Okay, okay. Um, I, I'm liking the idea that it's these. Um, maybe it's a Brady Bunch style family in which you've got like whole heap of sisters and whole heap of brothers, so yeah. you can sort of choose who you want to play in this yep. in this yep. family. Um, and I do like the idea of it being you know you borrowing things and having to try and um, replace it back in the um in the room without without yeah. Well, maybe it's,
1: maybe it's around like the morning routine because I, when you said bathroom, there's the whole thing of like. People, there's the whole thing of big families with like everyone waiting for someone in the bathroom because they're taking ages or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it is literally like, so you've got a bunch of goals, and it's things like find a clean shirt, have a shower. This is not necessarily in this order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, go to the toilet, eat your breakfast, and you've got a certain amount of time to do it. But you don't have everything in your room that you need because either someone's been taking someone's taken it already, or it's like, oh, like my my brother. Like, all my shirts are dirty, so I've got to steal one of my brothers. Uh, mm-hmm. Or sisters, for that matter. Like, yep. it doesn't necessarily take away points to <laughs> to wear something um, different.
0: Uh, so, so, I like the idea that you can actually, like, while, while they're in the bathroom, you can quickly run into their room, pick up the shirt that they've got prepared, and, like, take it yeah, and throw it exactly. down the stairs. And <laughs> basically making them take more time to actually do some stuff. And-
1: or, or you could just use that shirt, and then that's yours, like, because they left it <laughs> out uh, while they, you know, because they didn't do things in an order that was- yeah that was that was uh, clever enough uh but yeah. maybe and i'm thinking like each um sibling can have different uh abilities so it's like um i i was i got to come up with names that aren't the ones i usually come up with owen can piss real fast
0: <laughs> so like he doesn't take much time in the bathroom but he's like slow um he's slow when having a shower because he likes his me time yeah or something <laughs> like that
1: um you know or, or just at different speeds at moving around maybe different abilities to like rummage through a drawer and find something you know maybe it's so like of, sort of little mini games like to to find things
0: in drawers or something like I that I like the idea know? that basically each round is like maybe 4 minutes or so and it's it's yeah. literally um, as as you start it's 4 minutes till the bus arrives for school yeah, and so basically, you get as much as you can done, ready with it, and it's also you know making lunch and having a shower, all this sort of stuff. Yeah, but you get points on based on what you got finished.
1: Yeah, so I also, I matter, all-
0: no matter what, at four in four minutes, you're going.
1: Well, I think you st- yeah. Well, I think you still have to make the bus, um, like so you can you have to give yourself that time to get to the bus because you can yep. miss the bus, but then you lose points or, or whatever. But I I also like the idea that your previous days. Um, work carries on to the next day. So maybe there's almost sort of a little bit of a Sims vibe of, well, you didn't manage to make your lunch before you left yesterday. You did make the bus, but you were hungry all day. And so today you move slower.
0: <laughs> you know, there's, there are gameplay effects from how the things you did badly the day before. You didn't leave yourself enough time to get, um, to get dressed. You went out in a towel and everyone yeah, teased you at school. <laughs>
1: exactly. And so you're like, morale goes down or whatever, you know. Yeah, I, I think you can totally end up going to school, you know, in your underwear. Uh, <laughs> I also like the idea that yes, the sort of Brady Bunch thing, but they they actually are all um, like twins or triplets or like depending on how many players you've got, it's just like the, another egg split. It split another time. <laughs> so you can have, up, have up to like Here's eight players. A story <laughs>
0: of octuplets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: It's just the like par- parent in the middle, just going like, "Oh my god,
0: <laughs> kill me now!" <laughs> and uh, I, I kind of like the idea that you know, so so that they're not getting in the way. The the um the parent or or whatever is basically just as they as they're leaving, they're like, "You got four minutes till the bus arrives," and just slams the door and goes off to work. So they're not even yeah, there. Right. It's sort of like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, been left well, to do don- everything themselves. And-
1: well, but they could be interesting things like maybe there's um, maybe you've got a certain like level of uh, how good you've been lately or something, and so if you've been pretty good, you- the parent will make lunch for certain people. But then, of course, other people could steal those lunches. Mm. Um, but maybe there are penalties to like, or-, or maybe not penalties, but maybe there are buffs, like extra things that if you manage to take your lunch to school, the one that was made for you, like. It's a bonus because, you know, you didn't get the one that has had peanuts in it because you've got a peanut allergy. I kind of the like the <laughs>
0: idea that there's actually like um, an older sibling um, mm. can also possibly be played. And their extra things that they can get is by helping the other people. Mm. So, they could, they could you know, go down and make some lunch. They could go down and um, and help find the shirt and that sort of stuff. Right. And you get points based on if the shirt that you, that belongs to, um, say, Caitlin. Caitlin's actually wearing that. You get a bu- you get points based on that. But if um if Emily is wearing Caitlin's shirt, then um you lose points because right
1: because you sort of didn't manage to keep the house in order well enough yeah. for them to get the right. Yeah, well, that's an interesting thing actually because it, it probably actually benefits everybody to do things in an orderly fashion um, because then it- more people will get buffs for the next day and and so that could actually be a really interesting loop. Where people are, are backstabbing others by, it's like, stealing shirts and lunches and things to get their own points higher. Yeah. But, but it would actually make, you know, everything it, move more smoothly if you, just, if you just all cooperated. It, yeah. Yeah. So there's, so, there's sort of that short-term points today versus long-term points of having a smoothly running yeah. system. <laughs> I like it. Yeah.
0: yeah <laughs> that's really cool.
1: <laughs> all right. Did
0: you Travelling.
1: Lie. L-I-E, not L-Y-E, because you're not a murderer in this travelling game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're travelling along the road and the cop pulls you over and you've got to lie to him about why you got Seven Heads and Nick drunk. I'm thinking this is maybe more of like a travelling salesman sort of thing. Okay. Because
1: uh, that's definitely- there's a lot of lying going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, now, whether it's- whether it's is more of a narrative game again or we make it more gameplay-ish I'm not sure like there could definitely be an interesting story told about the traveling traveling salesman although that's a little bit similar to the road trip one we've
0: already done Yeah but you could you could very much change it to the point of you know you're, you're yeah, going course. from town to town and sort of just looking for marks and
1: Yeah it'd be a very different tone Um, um. <laughs> I don't know how would that play out. How you you thinking like typical kind of third person 3D Yeah. cuz I'm, I'm cuz I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to think you you knock on someone's door and they answer the door how does the gameplay play out? Like is it dialogue trees? How how do you sort of how do you how do you put into gameplay um how effective you're being at a salesman or are there other tricks you could pull to make them well oh, i there I to... put your foot in the door button
0: <laughs> Well I'm I'm thinking that maybe this is like you play a con man and oh, okay. you've got to sort of like look at, you, you're trying to run um, a salesman grift sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But so you, you sort of like eyeing off the, um off the mark and sort of going, okay, they like this sort of stuff. They've, they've, um, they were looking in the shop, trying to, trying to see what vacuum they actually wanted to be, to buy. Okay. I can be a vacuum salesman sort of thing. And you can sort Ooh, of plan okay. out your grift. in that. I do like that aspect. idea of
1: sort of, yeah, like finding the pieces of information you need to plan a con. Um, so maybe it is instead of an actually being a traveling salesman um, game, it's a, you're a part of a group of, yeah, of grifters. Um, and so it's sort of about, yeah, it's about finding the appropriate mark and then pulling it off. Yeah. And you've got all your cool, like, code names for your different <laughs> grifts. <groups> and, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, but, okay. Uh, we're, we're going to do the, the shoemaker's hustle on, uh, on that guy over there. And then, uh, we'll follow it up with, uh, 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 grandma's ashes. I
0: don't know. <laughs> and the grandma's ashes is literally just an urn of grandma's ashes that you use to vacuum up. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, it's, it's like,
1: well, it's, but you, you can manage to convince them that it's actually your grandma. <laughs> they feel so bad for you that you had to vacuum up your grandma's ashes. That they that oh, they god. buy a they buy a vacuum cleaner. Oh uh.
0: god, that, that's, so, that's so bad.
1: <laughs> um. All right, I, I don't know. I think I think we get the idea of that one. It could be a cool narrative. Uh, yes. Definitely, somebody, somebody like there needs to be more games that are just those sort of narratives around interpersonal stuff. And I get I get that that's not easy. It's harder to make a game that's not just about shooting things or attacking things. But, or attacking uh,
0: things in groups of people, in which you're attacking another group of people, and yeah,
1: yeah. But someone uh, wanted-
0: play na- narrative sort of stuff that is just a fun yeah, story that
1: that doesn't even it doesn't even have to have combat. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, know. look at how well Doki Doki Literature Club went, and that was barely a game.
1: Well, or even things like uh, um, Life is Strange, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Like that did huge. And that was great. I haven't finished it, but
0: need to it was I need to go back and play it. I enjoyed I what I played. S- me too, especially <laughs> since the click. sequel's
1: coming out soon. All right. Shout, shout, let it all out. Shout, my words shout. Vinyl. Uh, got a few things going through my head, but mm-hmm. nothing stands out as a game. <laughs> <laughs> like for vinyl, obviously there's like vinyl records, yep. but I've also a, also a couple times it's come up. Late, uh, lately of like, you know, how you can do the vinyl wraps on cars to like put an image on a car. It's, oh, like, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. there was this video that my wife was just like pissing herself out where this British woman played a prank on her husband by wrapping his car in images of herself. It just says like, I love my wife on the side and <laughs> he was so pissed <laughs> off. Um, so, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if there's a game in wrapping cars with
0: vinyl like no. things, but- I mean, I'm, all I'm sort of thinking and seeing is, like, that scene from um, Shaun of the Dead where you're throwing vinyls, vinyl <laughs> records at, um, at, like, a zombie. I mean, it could be fun in VR, but that's, you know.
1: Yeah. The only other thing I had was, again, along those lines of narrative games that don't involve combat, um, I was thinking of the movie High Fidelity, working, like, hipsters working in a record store, basically, <laughs> and shouting at people who, you know,
0: don't have their taste in music. I mean, now all I'm thinking about is Empire Records and going. It's Rex Manning Day.
1: <laughs> you know what? I don't think I ever saw that. Really?
0: That's, that's a missing part of
1: my yeah. That's just sad. Generation.
0: Thing. That's sad.
1: um. Is it Liv Tyler in that?
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people in that.
1: <laughs> but yeah, like a narrative. It could even be like a graphic novel sort of thing. Working in a record store. I don't know.
0: Could be cool. <laughs> Playing different vinyls all the time, chatting customers. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Original click.
1: Yeah. Discarding
0: Splitting Splitting That's very broad How many things can you split? Bananas? Yeah, but don't forget it's Bio-weight. a noun So I don't know how splitting is a noun Well, either is
1: discarding This, yeah, this, yeah. Doesn't anyway. make sense <laughs>
0: Splitting? It was just split, was it? Splitting Oh, it was, it was I-N-G Splitting,
1: splitting. Okay mean, we can take it as a noun As like a banana split maybe <laughs> it's like a restaurant game um, yeah.
0: but that's, that's not been done so many times well Although I was, think we've I reached was,
1: the last episode of Bitstorm we've run out of ideas <laughs> I,
0: I was just thinking about something that we did ages and ages ago in which you had a waitress that could like um, hypnotise people you know? <laughs> no, that's true <laughs> totally that was with the guest, wasn't it yeah it was yeah. that was fun we need more guests Three to more momentum <laughs> lodge Lodge.
1: <laughs> uh sorry. The first, <laughs> the first thing that my mind went to was that Simpsons episode with the fucking ho- the rocket house going down the hill
0: because it's a lodge. I know. And it's got the momentum. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think it's definitely something going down a hill.
0: <laughs> um, okay. Bear with me. You're in a lodge at the top of like a snowy mountain. Yes, and um, something has happened that basically the lodge has started slipping. Right, you can see that there's like some dangerous things ahead that if you if you hit, you're going to like cause massive amounts of damage. So you go like set off like fireworks in in like the right way to actually turn the um set of fireworks to like turn the house,
1: <laughs> turn the house like with the reverse, yeah, inertia uh, slow of it or whatever. it's um, <laughs> Just firing out fireworks. Uh, Well, I like the idea that, like, if they land in some trees, then you've just created a new hazard because now there's a fucking forest fire.
0: Um, Yeah. Uh, What do you think?
1: (laughs) Don't like? No, no, I'm just trying to think of... Because I I like the idea that it starts off really slowly. And it gathers Um, more momentum. (laughs) Exactly. But it's it's just like, it's moving slowly down this hill. I'm not sure about the fireworks thing. Um, I think it's more... You got like, you got to build maybe- like a,
0: a massive like um oh what's the um what's the thing that goes at the back of like a boat
1: oh like the the rudder
0: yeah a massive rudder to sort of
1: <laughs> well I steer was that kind out. I was kind of thinking that there's like crafting <laughs> aspects and building aspects so initially you just try to like stop it you try to you know wedge it you try to build some bracing to to stop it and and you can do that and it gives you a bit more time but for whatever reason this house is determined to move down this hill. And so, it just busts through it after a little while. Um, and so, for a while, you can be getting in and out of the house because it's not moving fast enough.
0: <laughs> it's like, only going sort of like five, five centimetres every every minute or something like that. Yeah, exactly.
1: Then- exactly. And so, you can kind of slow that down a bit and you can be preparing for things. Yeah. Um, but it's going to pick up speed, and for whatever reason, we'll come up with a reason. You have to be in that house. Like if you're, if you lose lose the house, and maybe you've got ways to catch up with it, like grappling hooks and shit, or skis. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of having to ski down the hill and build up enough speed without hitting anything to get back into your runaway house. Um, <laughs>
0: so what, what what I'm loving is putting like a multiplayer you thing see too old- I, I'm seeing right in the very bottom of the hill there's, like, this orphanage. And it's, like... <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the whole, whole idea is... The th-
1: whole idea is do not let this house crack hit the orphanage.
0: It's down the bottom of this mountain, which is Mount Avalanche. <laughs> Mount Avalanche.
1: Uh, I like the idea of this as a multiplayer thing. Like, you could have two to four players and they're all having to work together to, yeah, like, build ways to steer it or direct it in certain ways. Or maybe you end up building a, like, um, you know, something that's going to knock trees out of the way in front of you so you don't damage the house up too much or damage the house more because you're just going to destroy it before it hits the orphanage. I don't know. Um, but I, I kind of like this idea that, yeah, every round of this game, and maybe there are different modes or something where it's other other, <laughs> other unconventional vehicles that you have to, like, build shit onto. <laughs> um but yeah, one of them is a house is it's definitely gonna go down the side of this mountain. Another one of them is um this tree house is definitely gonna take off like a rocket.
0: <laughs> another one is this toboggan is, is literally <laughs> I'm just picturing this toboggan you sit down, is- at, you sit down yeah. this toboggan and, and the whole the whole idea is that you gotta like um catch up to a kid that's just gotten away on another toboggan. So <laughs> Because uh, he he called he called you a, a douche, and you want you need to punch him. Yeah. So this that is another mode. It's like, um, you know, one multiplayer person plays the kid getting away, <laughs> and the other play- the other person, the other plays. players
1: are all chasing him. Um, yeah, totally. It's it's just momentum based games. Yeah. With with aspects of building stuff. Um, yeah. You know, that's 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 people would play that. People love building stuff. Look at Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Anything Fortnite's missing is a. House slide down a hill.
0: Okay. Should we do one more? Uh,
1: Let's try one more.
0: Three, two, one, click.
1: Speech. Bread. (laughs) Or toast. (laughs) Because I got toast first and then I clicked and then I got bread. (laughs) Immediately after. Uh, Speech. Bread. uh, Maybe you are a loaf of bread giving a speech. I don't know where the game is in this. Giving a speech to the rest of the bread products. Because you don't want to become
0: toast, and it's like this. Um, That's terrible. Okay, so it's a it's a game in which you're giving a toast or a speech. Oh, okay. The idea being that you can sort of take both in, in yes both ways. Um, should your character maybe be a speechwriter, mm. and so you, you're you're basically trying to um, write different speeches it's Trying to for- affect change through the speeches you write. Yeah, I can I can sort is, of see it.
1: Is this West Wing the video game? Could very well be. I love the you idea. Never- I love the idea of the walking scenes in The West Wing, mm-hmm. but they're like the crash bandicoot scenes where you're <laughs> running towards the camera,
0: Dodging <laughs> people like that you can't touching see, touching people who are walking the other way. You can only see, <laughs> you
1: see them coming at the last second. <laughs> the whole time, there's just like paragraphs of exposition spouting from one of the characters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> where's the gameplay well it's just like uh, what, what is it Dragon's Lair or whatever in which you've got to press buttons at the right time other than that it just runs by itself <laughs> yeah basically I
1: I love that I, lo- I would love to pitch that uh, it's West Wing the game but built like the, the Crash Bandicoot sections where you're running towards the screen I think that's it I think that game's done that's all we need
0: uh, and I reckon that's good enough to finish on so
1: I think so uh, yeah well Thank you for joining us this week on BitStorm. If you want to find us on the internet, we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Go go to those things and click all the likes and the follows and the hearts and the upvotes uh, and the hashtags. We have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash BitStorm. Come and tell us what you thought about stuff. We're on YouTube. Search for BitStorm. You might find us. We're on Podchaser. (laughs) Podchaser.com slash BitStorm where you'll definitely find us. And you can leave us ratings and reviews there and put us in lists and very soon you'll be able to click on our beautiful faces and see our creator profiles and see other episodes of shows we've been on and find our other podcast. Two Square yes. Dads.
0: Uh, thirty two episodes of like horrible Ameri- audio and then get Thirty two episodes better better. of American Cheese. Um if you have an Apple device, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts or iTunes we, where we can be found, and you can rate, review and subs- subscribe there We've got a website, bitstormcast.com like to plug our friends the AGPN the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network Just check out hashtag AGPN on Twitter or look for the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook Finally, we'd like to thank us from Curadust for the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure.
1: So, thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger.
0: I'm Trevor Scott. Yum, Gobble them game paste. <laughs> <laughs> Gobble that game paste.
1: Game paste. <laughs> <laughs>